Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. This story was told by Katlano Toko in December 2010 as part of our third birthday celebrations. Sometimes I wish that I would be a superhero. Um, Spider-Man, Superman, maybe, maybe even Iron Man. But that's not true. I wasn't a superhero. So why the hell was I still sitting in the science class? Um, and so at the end of that period, I decided to walk up to the teacher and say, I'm not, I'm not really enjoying science. Not, I don't want to do science anymore. <laughs> and she looked at me wondering, is this boy mad? I think I probably was. And anyway, she tried to convince me that the decision I was making was really absurd trying to convince me, telling me that I need to think about what I'd been doing and what I should be doing, asking me questions like, are you okay? I think what she really wanted to ask was, boy, you're getting dreadlocks. Have you been smoking some weed? (laughs) Um, No, I had me smoking weed. And so I decided to go join the history class. History was a really exciting place to be. But the reason I didn't take history the first time around is because everyone in the school always told us that history was meant for all those people who were almost almost smart, but didn't really make it. And so I decided to challenge everything that everybody has been saying, you know, grow a pair and go to the history class and actually find out why people sit in history. The, the, first, the first lesson I walk into, I hear this teacher going on about South African history. I'm thinking, wow, that must be really, really boring. South African history... And thereon, I stared for the first time at the ignorant mind and the ignorant person I'd been for many years. Yes, I was a South African, and, and for three years I spent my time studying science, thinking, oh yeah, this is cool, everyone will look at me and think that I am smart. Whereas I'd been doing something I absolutely hated, and here I was sitting in a, science cl- in a history class, needing to catch up three years of history, needed to go through, you know, Lenin, Hitler, and all those. And, and here I was, hoping to go through more of that. And the teacher bashes me with guys like Steve Biko, South African hero, Oliver Tumbo, the pastor, Nelson Mandela, the hero. Yes, I was South African sitting in that classroom listening to this guy talk about all these people that I'd never heard of. It is quite crazy because I was about 18 years old and I was old enough to know that I should know who Nelson Mandela is. 
I didn't know about him. I knew he went to prison for a few years. And, and, um, and, and I knew he was a good fighter, a fighter of struggle. But what I didn't know was the pain that he went through. This, this lecture, teacher, whatever you want to call her, went through all the history. South African history, really exciting. She went through the 1910s. I never thought numbers could be that exciting. 1920, 1930s, 1940s, all these might be numbers to you. But these numbers came and they grew and, and, and the pain started coming into me and I realized that I started hating white people. Um, and that hate grew as I dived into more and more of the history lessons, starting to read about Steve Biko, who was a great mind. They came up with ideas of black consciousness, a movement that would cause black minds to think that they're actually worth it. And as he continued, I started hating white people more and more. It wasn't the people that were around me, no. It was, it was the people that I was reading about, but I started reacting to the people who were around me. It was just absolutely crazy. And every single day I'd hear these stories, I'd start opening my eyes to what was actually happening around me. I realized, well, you're one of two black people in this classroom full of white people. Are you mad? How could you have not seen all of this all this time? And in the school that I was in, had a couple of hundred people, maybe even 500 people, and I was one of 10. It was crazy that I'd been oblivious to what was happening around me, not seeing. That yes, I was a rich little black boy in a private white school. I had white friends. I had colored friends. I had Portuguese friends. All these words I might say might hurt a lot of people's feelings, but they didn't back then. My life was really black and white, but a really colorful black and white because I had a best friend who was Portuguese. I became a racist, but he was still my best friend. It was just absurd. I didn't understand what was happening to me. Oh, I hate them. I hate them. No, he's my best friend. I hate them. No, he's my best friend. And I continued to wrestle with that until I met a lady who became my teacher and later on my boss. It's really weird. Um, she, she came to me. and She saw the struggles that I was going through. She saw I was a really, really naughty boy about to start a revolution in the school. <laughs> I would have been my own Nelson Mandela. Yes, I am. And as, as, as I was wrestling with all of this, she came and she sat me down and she, had, she helped me realize that I wasn't fighting people, but I had a problem with the system that I grew up in, the system that continues. And she brought me to a place where I could actually talk to a white person and not hate them. Oh, yes, she was a white lady, surprisingly. And yes, I am saying white and black, white and black, because that's what my life had been up to there. But I hadn't even realized that my life was about black and white. And then a new beginning came when I started to realize that it's not really about black and white. It's about people. And she, she, she was my teacher. She left the school and later on she decided to hire me. And I thought, oh, what are you doing? Are you sure you want to hire me? And she's like, yeah, I know, I know. You weren't the brightest, but it's okay. <laughs> and so I took the job. It was to work for an NGO and work with a lot of young people. I thought it might be an easy job. Working with young people has always been easy. But once again, I got to a point where I needed to deal with with my hatred towards white people. 
because I came across young black boys, young girls who had been through high school and couldn't even speak English properly, couldn't read, couldn't write. And I thought to myself, why is this happening? I should start another revolution. We call it the reading revolution. It sounds silly to many people. Yes, I'd walk around. Yeah, we need to do this reading revolution. But it was a great idea because all those people weren't used to reading themselves. They were taught English. I don't know how. I'm not sure if they did any poetry. But all of that I did. I was, I was confronted with my, old, my own snobbish side. I believed that I was better than them, even though I wished that I wasn't. Even though I felt that I wasn't, at times I just look at myself and think, yeah, you're better than them, just because they didn't get the opportunities that I had. I went to a private school. They didn't. They went to a regular government school. They paid for their school fees and they still could not read and write. That was crazy. So this lady hired me for this job and I was thinking, are you mad? Why would you want me to come work here? This is such a painful thing to do. And there in the classroom, while sitting, listening to these young people talk about their lives, I started to realize how stupid I'd been. That I wasn't better than them. That there was so much good inside of each one. They were all had potential, great potential, potential to be superheroes as well. That I'd always hoped to be. But clearly the superheroes that I've been thinking about, Spider-Man, Superman, they weren't the superheroes I was looking for. Because inside of the people that I met, even though they couldn't read and write, they helped me to realize that I was human. And that they helped me realize that they're human as well. And Cosmo City is a place where I stay in South Africa, Johannesburg. I find myself away from my family, away from any real security, enjoying my life because I'm surrounded by young people who don't have the opportunities that I have but are giving me so much life. More life than I would have had I gone straight to university and decided to get my law degree, which I'm still trying to get. Trying to get. And uh, it's... But now I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I know why it's worth me studying law because many people out there don't have a voice. And so my new beginning is for people to make sure that they get their voice. Hopefully one day I might be able to stand here or even sit in the audience and watch one of the people that couldn't read and write tell their story, how they came to be able to speak and have a new start. If you love this podcast and want to be in with a chance of winning two free tickets to an upcoming Spark event, please spare a minute to fill in our podcast survey. It's at sparklondon.com forward slash survey. And thanks for listening. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.